This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's time for a one-of-a-kind poker party. Poker Night in America is streaming live from Studio 52 in Las Vegas. Join us nightly at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as some of the biggest names in poker play in the ultimate house game. Watch on the Poker Night in America channel on YouTube and Twitch or go to PokerNight.com. Poker Night in America is back and ready to party. Hello and welcome to Betting Weekly Extra Time, the league our show brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sports book. With me, Rob Daly, Steve Wiss, and James Easton to look ahead to round 27 in French football. First of all, how did we get on last weekend? Gents, Steve, starting with you. Yeah, good day, gentlemen. Good day to all the listeners and viewers. Um, yeah, I mean, last weekend we were, uh, it was a, a losing weekend for the show, but we're still. Plus 23.14 units up, and we've got a yield of nearly 13%. I mean, for me personally, it was a poor start through the round. Um, things were looking very bad for me heading into injury time in the Rans game. But then a late winner managed to get me a push there, and then um, a rare time that a nil-nil actually did me a favour on the Lorient plus one Asian handicap. So I think it was a bit of damage limitation, actually. I managed to reduce my loss uh, on to le- less than half a unit, actually, which I will definitely take after the start that I had to the round. Yeah, it was a tough round for me as well last weekend, Rob. I had one winner and two losers on the three picks that I had. So, as always, when I have a losing round, I look to the long-term picks that Steve and I have put on before the season began. And um, one of them for me was Wissam Ben Yedder all the way back in August was my pick to be top scorer in League One this season, and he scored two goals last weekend for Monaco. So he is right in the hunt to be top scorer in League One this season. I'm on him at plus 600 from pre-season. So when we have these bad weeks on our actual picks on the games, I always keep an eye on those outright markets and see if (laughs) we're still in the hunt. So we've got plenty, actually, um, of long-term picks, which either will pay out or should pay out. So, yeah, the profit's ticking along nicely, and we've got some of those long-term picks, which during April and May, should start to pay out as well. It might be nice if we uh, did mention that every few weeks. Just check in on those and see how they're uh, see how they're doing. By the way, if you don't follow the guys on uh, on social media, uh, do follow Steve because when things are not going his way in the in the French league at the weekend, you're a riot on Twitter, Steve. Uh, Stephanie Frappard, by the way, she let you down, didn't she? She didn't. Um... She was lenient again, wasn't she, I think? Do you know, yeah. I mean, that's the last time I'm going anywhere near one of her games because, honestly, I, I've watched that. And at some point... Were well, there bookings that should have been? Yeah, second half, definitely. And I think there's going to be a match at some point where someone gets injured in a match that she referees. Unless she changes her ways, she seems absolutely hell-bent on being this fairly lenient referee. She's been taking too many tips out of the Clement Turpin textbook who, Turpan, of course, one of the most lenient guys 
Um, you'll be seeing a bit of him in the Spurs game, uh, Champions League, actually, um, second leg against Milan, Rob. But uh, yeah, the minute I'm not impressed with her, uh, there's a few other refs as well who uh, I'm not being very impressed with in, in France, uh, to be honest. I wonder if they're actually being told to be lenient. I only say that because Clement Serpent obviously has been France's most high-profile ref now for a couple of years. And Stephanie Frappard has, has done very well to move up the ranks as well, both extremely highly rated. Um, and as you say, Steve, you, I, I bow to your knowledge on refs. You know a lot more about them. But if they are lenient, it does make you wonder maybe that's the, He's the way the to go to... Maybe, yeah, because they're both... They're probably the two most highly rated refs in France. I think Frappard seems... When I watch the games, and as you know, Rob, you and I are not really paying no. as much attention to the ref. No. She gets a lot of calls right, and maybe the missing link from a betting point of view with the cards is, as Steve has said, maybe you cannot then necessarily guarantee she'll, she'll show a card. But, it's, yeah, it's interesting that the top two ones are both lenient in France. Well, to follow the boys on Twitter, uh, it's at James underscore Eastham. I never like having to type in meat as the first word when I'm looking for you, Steve, on Twitter. But it is Meat Man Soccer, isn't it? Which it is... is. There's a long story behind that name. I'll have to do it on my podcast one day, but not this one. <laughs> we'll, do, we'll do a special episode. Um, uh, before we get to our picks, there's only four this week. The boys are on the same wavelength. They're, they're across three of the same matches. Um, but we're recording this pre-Paris Saint-Germain uh, away at Bayern in the Champions League. 1-0 down, of course, from the first leg. They They weren't in our sights anyway. They're away to Brest. And there are a couple of high-profile games, Monaco against Ram, Lille-Leon. Um, you said you're having to dig deep to find stuff this week, James. Yes, it was. it's one of those weeks where when you scan through the fixtures, having done your research on what you think the prices should be, and then you look at the prices as they've been set by the market, nothing stood out as a mistake, if you can call it that, in the way that the prices were set. So it's very hard to find picks on the most popular markets that I was willing to back on this game, most popular markets being who's going to win the game over under 2.5 goals. There's some weeks where you look at the prices and it's like, wow, that one definitely looks wrong. There's sometimes you find teams who are the underdogs who you think should be favorites. None of that this week. So yeah, it has been a, a tougher week to look deep into the markets, but one of the advantages with Bet Rivers in particular, actually, is just the number of markets that you have on the games. So then if you do a second round of research and look at other markets that might provide you with some value, there's there's fantastic markets out there. Like Shots on Target is one of the markets I've barely looked at this season, but have gone on quite strongly this weekend. So just one of those weeks where you had to work a little bit harder for me anyway to find to find two or three picks across the games. Wasn't such a problem for me. I've got um, a few picks uh, lined up this week, um, but I get where James is coming from. There's certain matches we just couldn't touch. Simple as that. Okay, Steve, how are we doing anywhere as a show? A quick reminder. It was 23 yeah. units up, wasn't it? Plus 23.14 yeah, units. Yield nearly 30%. We're that's going it. along very, very nicely indeed. And several futures bets, which look look strong. Okay. Uh, let's get to the picks then. Let's start with Marseille Strasbourg. You're both on this. Steve Wiss at Meatman Soccer. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> you so going. you start you're starting with the best pick, really, for me. My favorite pick of the week, anyway. Great. Um, I always wanted to save this till the end, you know, like the 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 the, the climax. The great reveal. Yeah, because this is my main man again. Jeremy Jeremy Pina, or I was on this show as we know. Known as him, Jeremy Hallmark. Jeremy Hallmark Pena. Pena. Yeah, yeah. I'm, he's back on the field this week. He was in VAR action 
um, in the Lons game. He didn't have much to do. The players didn't really give him too much grief there. But he's back in prime time here. Marseille against Strasbourg, the late evening kickoff on Sunday. I mentioned before, this referee has the the most gives the most cards of anyone this season in Liga. He averages 0.85 penalties per game. Um, he averages a red every once every three games. The pick that I've gone with here is uh, specifically on Strasbourg. There's Strasbourg over two and a half cards. This is a full unit pick at plus 170. I'm putting my money where my mouth is here. No half unit on this. So I think it's a massive price. This is a referee that on more than 10 occasions this season has issued at least three cards to one specific team. So he doesn't, he's not bothered about evening out like the cards some in every single game. He will target a certain side. And um, Strasbourg, I think, are going to be really dirty under Frederick Antonetti. We mentioned that managerial change recently. Um, in the three matches he's took over, two yellow cards against Brest last week and 14 fouls, five yellow cards in the one away match he's, he's had so far. And there were um, 25 fouls Strasbourg did in that game. It was a ridiculous match, actually. 42 fouls in total. How on earth is that even possible? Um, and then against Angers in his first match, they racked up three yellow cards as well. I looked at the disciplinary stats for his Mets team in Liga last season. By far the worst on the fair play table. Um, you know what you're going to get with an Antonetti team. He's going to tell players to get stuck in hard. If for some reason they got ahead in the match or they were drawing, I think you're looking at time-wasting yellow cards as well. And um, there's no doubt about it. I think, I mean, I looked at the overall card line here, over three and a half or over four and a half, but Marseille tend to play quite clean this season, I've got to say, or they tend to get away with quite a few things as well. Whether Pinar will let them get away with it, I'm not sure. But Strasbourg, the type of fouls they're going to do here are going to be so obvious that I don't think this referee is going to be able to ignore them. And, um, you know, it's a good combination here of a team that's going to give opportunities to to make the ref put them in the book. And a referee who who loves to give out cards more than Dracula, well, similar to like sort of Dracula likes blood. So, yeah, over two and a half Strasbourg cards at plus 170, a full unit on this one, Rob. Yes. So I'm, I'm on the same game here, Rob, a, a different pick. I'm going on the player markets and the player I picked out here is Habib Diallo of Strasbourg and the pick is to have over half a shot on target versus Marseille which is available at minus 109 sometimes I think occasional bettors will look at a half shot on target and think well what does that mean the reason it's over half a shot on target is because yeah if you have one shot on target then it's over half so the the line tends to be set at a half goal mark so that your full shot either beats the line or doesn't beat the line. So the bet is Habib Diallo plus 0.5 shots on target. So as long as he has a shot on target in this game, you'll have a winning bet at minus 109. Diallo's a player we flagged up uh, recently on the show. One of my favourite players actually in League One in 2023 watching the games. He has really responded to the change of manager that Steve's alluded to there at Strasbourg. Frederick Antonetti has come in. As manager, it's somebody that knows Giallo well. They've worked together before at, uh, at Mets, at a different club, and it has had a positive impact on the way that Diallo's playing. So he goes into this game in great form. He's got five goals in his last five games. He's got 13 goals for the season, and that goals tally of 13 is actually better than it sounds in that he, actually, he was a substitute in many, many games in the first half of the season. So his goals per minute rate is fantastic. He's got a goal 
every 146 minutes on the pitch this season in League One, which for a player who's been playing in a team that have been bottom six most of the season is, is a pretty impressive total. So Diallo is the player, I think, to follow in this game if you're looking for a player pick. Um, I had a look at the other markets here, maybe over goals, uh, Strasbourg maybe on the Asian handicap. Didn't really fancy them at the prices that were available. And then digging a little bit deeper, seeing the Diallo price, which is just odds on, minus 109, just to have a shot on target. You don't need him to score here. You don't need Strasbourg to score or win. You just need Diallo to have a shot on target. And I think given the way he's playing, given that he's now one of the first names on the team sheet uh, for Strasbourg with Antonetti in charge, I think this is a good pick. And I think Strasbourg's approach to the game is hard to read. I think, yeah, they they take a point here away at Marseille. Does that mean they're going to be defensive? Well, yeah, possibly um, early on if the game's nil-nil. So begs the question, how many chances will Diallo get? But I, I don't have his stats on shots on target recently, but having watched him play for Strasbourg, he's not needing a lot of chances at the moment to either work the goalkeeper or score. So I think something will come up at some point in the game. They'll leave him on the pitch as long as they need something out of the match. So you should get a full 90 minutes out of him. So I think taking everything into account, just needing him to have one shot on target at minus 109, I think is is a smart pick on this game if you're looking for a player bet. Uh, they did have 16 shots in their weekend of to press, but only four on target on the day. And um, Marseille, of course, with their win at Rennes, uh, thanks to Sed Kolasinac's goal. Quick one, boys, maybe 30 seconds each. What kind of team are Marseille right now, do we think, James? That's a good question. Yeah, well, I think last weekend's win for them against Rennes was actually one of the most important wins of the season because they went into that game under huge pressure. They lost to PSG the weekend before, which had effectively ended their chances of winning the title. Then even more humiliatingly, they'd gone out of the French Cup in midweek at home to Annecy. So I think if they had lost last weekend against Rennes and suffered a third consecutive loss, it would have been massive pressure. I think we would have been talking about crisis at Marseille. So that win last weekend was huge. And I think if you look at the way the players and the manager celebrated, it shows it. So that has now, I think, set them up for the rest of the season. I was watching them very closely in that game to see how they reacted. And it was an impressive reaction, actually. It wasn't their best performance of the season, but they got the win. So they should now go on and finish second in the league. I don't see any reason why they shouldn't do that. Um, So they're going to this game... In summary, I think in pretty pretty good shape and, and pretty focused. What sort of team they are, I think that I actually trust them more away from home. I think they've won nine games away from home to nil in all competitions this season. Um, something like that anyway. Um, sometimes at home, the pressure, the velodrome can get at them a little bit. But uh, that cup match, don't even get me started on that game. They sh- Marseille should have won that competition this season. They were the best team left in it by a country mile. And they blew it against league to, uh, opposition. There's so much wrong with that from... Don't even know why Alexis Sanchez is still even taking penalties in regulation. Um, his record is shocking. But it should focus them in the league. They should finish second. Monaco are the only other team I see doing that. But they lack consistency. So, yeah, it should be a fairly straightforward end of the season for Marseille now. OK, second game, Angers versus Toulouse. I feel like we have Angers every week, don't we? Mm. Uh, they now do officially have the worst defence in the league. Bottom of the table after their 5-0 thumping at the hands of uh, Montpellier on Sunday. Uh, they take on Toulouse, who were beaten at home by uh, Clermont by uh, one goal to nil. 
Uh, you both have seen things here, and I think, Steve, it's best you start us off here. I've got two picks for the game, yeah. actually. I've got a full unit on Toulouse uh, to win. Toulouse on the money line, plus 102. And I'm also having half a unit on their team total over two and a half goals. At uh, I think it's plus 270. That's for half a unit. And um, but the simple fact is the price on, on Toulouse money line looks too, too big. Angers have lost um, 16 of their last 18 matches in Liga. Their last win was on the 18th, 18th of September away against Nice, one goal to nil um, in the league, that is. And, um, you know, they're done for. I don't think there's any belief there anymore. They're going down. And there's all sorts of problems on the field. Also off the field, the manager, Abdul uh, Buwazama, has uh, been sacked or resigned, however you want to call it, this week after, well, several reasons for that, but mostly because of some uh, poor comments that he made in the dressing room last weekend. So there's a real feel of negativity around um, Angers. They're they're just, every single week, you you just feel like they're going to lose the game. And um, it's it's an obvious one, but in terms of the actual, the team total bet as well, Angers have conceded at least two goals on 19 occasions this season, which is an astronomical amount. Ten times they conceded three goals or more. And to lose, we know when they get in their groove, they don't just win like 1-0. To lose are the sort of team who keep going right until the final whistle. Um, they, they try and rack up the score. In the French Cup uh, last week, they beat Ligue de side Rodez. And I think they were 5-0 up by half time. Um, and I think that, that result last week against Clermont might fire them up a bit because it was a weird game. Very strange. Um, I've got a feeling Clermont are a poor matchup for them. That's twice now this season they've lost against Clermont. And normally Toulouse are really good against teams in the bottom half of the table. There's got to be something about that matchup that I'm almost willing to write it off because this is a completely different game. They'll be fired up for it. Angers are done for. They can't defend. So I think Toulouse will win and win well. Um, But we'll take them on the money line for a full unit at plus 102. And also this team total at 270 to score over two and a half goals on their own because I think, like I say, if they get in their groove, they can rack up the score. Yeah, it's very difficult to argue against any pick that anybody might want on Toulouse on this match. I've also got a pick on the game, which is Toulouse to have over 4.5 shots on target at plus 108. So just going to start on Angers here, Rob. Uh, Steve's obviously alluded there to how poor they are. But for those listeners who maybe aren't aware of just how badly they're struggling, running through the stats on Angers, they've lost 20 out of their 26 games this season. They've got just 10 points in League One at the moment. They're 12 points from safety with 12 games to go. Um, it's a really, really weak side. They're obviously going down. We already know that. Um, the manager, as Steve has said, Abdel Hazama has been sacked this week or resigned. We're not quite sure. A statement has come out from Angers explaining why he's gone. We think it is to do with some derogatory comments which were made in the dressing room before the game last week, which have been leaked to the media and uh, created quite a negative reaction. So, But apparently he'd actually already mentioned within the club that he might want to stand down before that happened anyway. And Buhazama was appointed mid-season, mid-season having never managed at this level before uh, regardless. So that just shows how much they've struggled to put together any sort of competent uh, system at the club. They are hopeful they'll have a new manager in place after this game, but they're going to have an interim manager in place for this match. 
And before being sacked, Boo Hazama had said, I think we're down anyway, because he last game in charge for him last weekend was the 5-0 defeat that they suffered at Montpellier. In short, Angers are all over the place at the moment. You simply cannot make a case for them even getting a draw, actually, in this match. There's no evidence to suggest that they can. So I was happy to take Toulouse here to have over 4.5 shots on target, which the timing might seem strange given that they lost to Clermont last weekend and didn't actually manage a single shot on target in that game. So you might look at it and think, well, hang on, they're not exactly going into this firing (laughs) on all cylinders in the final third. But I totally agree with Steve there. I think it was a complete one-off really last weekend. I think it was partly maybe a reaction from the Toulouse players to the fact they'd had a big win in midweek in the French Cup. They're possibly a bit distracted last weekend by the fact they're now in the semi-finals of that competition and will be thinking about winning it. If you look a little bit deeper, as we know, Toulouse have actually attacked really, really well this year. And in eight of their last 11 matches, including last weekend's, they've managed uh, more than 4.5 shots on target. So they are normally a team who do attack well, scored a lot of goals as well as having shots on target. And I think they'll look at this game and uh, their manager will look at this game and think it's a great opportunity to get back on track, actually, after last weekend, because we're not going to have an easier game than this. I think Montagnier, the manager, Philippe Montagnier, uh, to lose his quotes after the game, Uh, last weekend that they lost were very interesting. He was quite critical of his players. So I think he'll have been at them this week to improve. Don't get distracted by the French Cup semi-final, which is some time off anyway. This is a great chance for us to play like we know we can, which is to play good attacking football and get plenty of chances. So I think backing Toulouse to have five or more shots on target at plus 108 is a pretty good opportunity of that happening against such a poor Angers t- team this weekend. Yeah, so they lost 5-0 to Montpellier, who have scored 41 and conceded 46. And they played Toulouse, who've scored 41 and conceded 46. Perhaps not a bad comparison uh, going into that game. Okay, so Angers versus uh, Toulouse is one of our, our picks this week. Ajaxio Montpellier next. Uh, again, you're both interested in this one, which means normally there's some good stuff knocking around. So, James, let's have you on this one. 18th versus 13th. Montpellier 5 no winners, of course, at the weekend. Yes. So the pick here, Rob, for both of us is Montpellier 0 Asian Handicap, which is available at minus 118. So the 0 Asian Handicap is essentially a safety net for you. If the game ends in a draw then you get your stakes back. And if uh, Montpellier go on and win the game, then you make a profit. And um, and we seem to be talking about managers every week on the show this uh, at the moment because there's been so many managerial changes in League One this season. And Montpellier are one of the teams who have made a fantastic managerial change. They appointed Michel de Zacharion as their manager uh, last month, and it's had an instant positive impact on their performances and results. So since De Zacharian took charge at Montpellier, they've won three and drawn one of four matches, played some good football. The 5-0 win last weekend over Angers, yes, it was against Angers, the weakest side in the division, but he's obviously a confidence booster. They are playing much better since he took over. And having been near the bottom of the table all season, they now are moving pretty quickly towards mid-table, which I think is where they should have been anyway when you look at the players that they've got in the side. I think one of the things that has stood out since De Zacharion took over is how many of the players in the side have improved. We're now seeing better individual performances from people like Feitu Moasa, who is a 
sort of a left back, left winger. He's actually, I think his best position is as a wing back. He's playing as a left winger. He's done really well. Uh, Falai Sacco at right back, who has been all over the place at times, starting to look like a, a decent player again. To Zacharion has a track record of getting his teams organised. They work hard. They press higher up the pitch. Uh, some of the players have said the training is far more intense under him. Uh, I think it was Christopher Julian, the centre-back, said, I'm, I really look forward to my afternoon nap as I get in the car and go home after training. <laughs> so they, they're definitely working harder and it is showing in the game. And I think what stood out as well in the win against Andre last weekend was they didn't ease off at 2-0, 3-0 up. They kept going. We saw uh, Eli Wai come off the bench and score a great goal late on in that match to make it 5-0. So... Their tails are up here at Montpellier. They go into this game really positive, wanting to put to bed for good their chances of being relegated. So, yeah, I know. I think we know what we're going to get here. It's going to be an upbeat performance. And I think man for man, they're a much better side than Ajaxio, who actually at home have struggled all season. They've won only three of their 12 home matches. And those three wins that Ajaxio have managed at home, They've come against sides that are currently in the bottom five. They've beaten Trois at home. They've beaten Angers at home and they've beaten Strasbourg at home. They don't tend to beat sides who are above them. And right now, Montpellier are nine points above them in the table. So this is not the type of game that we've seen Ajaxio win this season. It might end in a draw. That wouldn't surprise me. But with the Asian handicap pick, you'll get your stakes back if it does end in a draw. So the pick here is Montpellier zero on the Asian handicap and that's available at minus 118. Yeah, they served you very well last week, didn't they, James, actually? Um, yes. One of the best picks of a season because when they nearly, they were nearly plus money uh, to yeah. beat Angers last week and it was done by half time effectively, wasn't it? So, yeah, that was a very good um, a winner for you there and I'm on the exact same pit. I just want to um, point out here that the zero Asian handicap is exactly the same as draw no bet or Tino bet as it is. Um, but actually, if you look around, sometimes the the two prices, the odds are different. So, and I've got this in my next pick as well, coming up soon. So whichever is the best price, either Tino bet or zero Asian handicap, that's the one you should take. And in this case, it is the zero Asian handicap at minus 118. At the end of the day, I just think that Montpellier are by far the better side here. Ajaxio have fought very valiantly this season, no doubt about it, considering their resources, but they're just not good enough to stay up and um, yeah, they've lost, I think eight of the last 10 games. Now, James rightly said, they don't tend to beat sides above them very often. Uh, in fact, three of their six wins have come against Troyes and Angers who are below them in the table. The only two teams below them in the table. So yeah, they're a limited outfit and Montpellier are almost in a little bit of a false position. Actually, this squad is good enough for mid table. Now they've got a manager in place. We're starting to see that a lot more. And uh, I would be really surprised if Montpellier lost the match. They've got generally got a decent record on on the island down here, actually. Um, always reminds me of a game a long time ago. I'm showing my age here, 2007, where they had to win the game to stay in Ligue 2. And they got the win 2-0 under Roland Corbis. Always one of the most suspicious matches I've ever known in my life, to be honest. Um, but, um, yeah, they, they generally play uh, good on the island of Corsica. And... Um, I think they'll get the win here. There's a good chance it'll be to nil as well. We know how limited the Jatsio are. But um, fundamentally, we're really surprised if they lose the game. Montpellier, zero Asian handicap at minus 118. I think it's uh, probably the safest play of the whole week in France. Okay, uh, final game, and it is Steve's, Nantes versus Nice. One pick on this one, Steve. And um, 
a similar train of thought here. And I presume this is to do with the fact that Tarno Bet is a better price. Is that why you've gone for that specifically here? Yeah, it's um, the the match is Nantes against Nice on Sunday, and yeah. uh, the pick here is Tino Betts uh, on Nantes plus one fifteen. Now, the actual Asian handicap um, zero on Nantes here is as short as um, as just plus a hundred, so there's a massive difference in price. So yeah, take the Tino bet um, on this one. This is a typical Steve Steve Wiss bet, really. Betting against a team that's been playing away in Europe, heading into the game. I love this. This is my spot. Um, nice are are unbeaten actually under Didier Degas, aren't they in Liga? But I think the the winning that that run comes to an end here because they are going to be on the road on Thursday in Moldova against Sharif, and uh, that is a nasty trip. You don't want to be travelling that sort of place, do you? Very often, um, it can just weigh you down both in terms of the travel distance, but also. You know, going to countries like that is, is is awkward. It just is. How can I say it? That it's not like going to Italy or Spain or somewhere like that. It's you know, you it's a difficult location. And Sheriff are no mugs in fairness. So, but I think Nice, I think Nice could win the Conference League. I really do. I think they can be targeting that competition, and uh, I expect them to get some sort of favourable results. But I think they'll the, the heads might be in Europe a bit this week. It happened to Nantes recently against Juventus and it cost them. But I think now that they've had a full week of preparation, Nantes are, are a tricky side to, to to work out. We generally have a good record of them, don't we? In this um, on this show, and uh, I think here on a on a Tino bet. So if they, if they draw the game, we don't lose anything. But I don't think they should be the underdog. Yeah, I think they're going to be far fresher physically. In their last home game, they had a 2.42 XG against Wren and somehow lost 1-0. And um, this place, they can be a difficult team to beat at home. They beat Longs in the Coupe de France last week at this venue. And not, not a lot of people saw that coming, I've got to be honest. Um, it just shows you they are capable on the day of beating anyone. They gave a good account of themselves in Paris last weekend. And like I say, they're not typically a team that I'd get involved in too often. I think recently I have been actually involved a little bit more regularly, but um, I love this spot for them against a Nice side who who should really be both physically and mentally a bit tired. I looked at the Nice results after Europe this season. They're not as bad as you think, but they did have some favourable games. It's not easy, is it? Three days after playing away in Eastern Europe to pick yourselves up. So for me, Nantes will get the job done here. At very worst, Nantes will draw, I think. Uh, plus money, plus one one five. Tino bet on the home team. I think it's a great value pick, Rob. I think the team news as well from Nice in their European game will be interesting because this fantastic run of results that DDA Degard has had uh, with Nice in League One has actually been built on quite a settled starting eleven. There's been bits of rotation, but it's been a four three three, and a lot of players have played a lot of games. So, like Steve, I think they think they've got a chance in Europe. If they go with their stronger side in Europe on Thursday night, then those players will be tired at the weekend because they're not used to that rhythm of matches since DDA Degard took charge earlier this year. It will be interesting to see. And they've been slightly limited with some of the rotation they might have wanted to put in place in recent weeks through injuries. Nicolas Pepe, we know, has been out for Nisa. He's not been a rotation option. Youssef Atal has been out at fullback. So it's been a little bit tighter than they'd like. And I think, yeah, if they do go strong with their team selection in the European game on Thursday, I think that will have an impact on Sunday. They should be looking at that field. West Ham, Fiorentina, Villarreal, Lazio, RZ, the best teams. I think they can feels, win it. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah, and these are the clubs that Nice are trying to compete against. They've got huge back in there with Ineos being their owners. Um, they've invested a lot of money in Terra Moffi in the January transfer market. They want to be competing at the top end of League One every year and doing well in Europe. So you, you have to actually take the competition seriously if you're if you're Nice at the moment. And I, yeah, I, I think just it will be a one factor. thing. One thing I forgot to mention this, Nantes actually do knee points because, yes, they do have a bit of comfort above the relegation zone, but it's only six points now. Yeah. And they, they're the sort of team that every league has it. When it when some people start to say, oh, they might get sucked into it, they have that nice little knack of winning a game and giving the sort of cushion. So I mm-hmm. think they're going to be focused, Nantes. Okay, boys. Great work as always. Steve, James, thank you. That's all we have time for on the Betting Weekly Extra Time League, our show brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook, at Because We Win on Twitter. If you want more insight from the guys and the rest of the shows on the Bet Rivers Network, but a reminder at this point, we're the best performing show on the Bet Rivers uh, Network right now. A reminder all prices are available at the Bet Rivers website. It says goodbye from Steve James and myself, Rob Daly, and we'll see you for the next round in France. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Extra Time on the Bet Rivers Network. <laughs>